The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. Hello, this is Chris, your co-host today. Uh, James will be calling in shortly, so in the meantime, you have me. Uh, Today, we have our guest, Mark. Mark, you there? I'm here. Great. So, Mark, I know the last couple of weeks you've been on and we've been talking a lot of football. Let's go ahead and, yep. and while we're at it, let's go ahead and talk a little bit of football, some things that happened over the weekend, particularly uh, the Denver Bronco game. They were the, one of the last, un, well, the, one of the last few unbeaten teams. What did you think of that game? Uh, it, was a, it was kind of a barn burner, really. Um, I mean, Manning is uh, <clears throat> kind of getting back into his uh, pre- Injury form. I think he, you know, started off the season a little sluggish. It was, you know, it looked like he had lost a lot of his arm strength, and and they were really struggling to move the ball. But their defense was carrying them, obviously, uh, through the first six games or so. In the last couple couple games, he's really shown some uh, signs of life. He's, he's kind of hitting the deep balls, and and uh, you know, they kind of went away from the running game a little bit, uh, which I was a little disappointed with. I was hoping that they would. Uh, try to pound the ball a little bit and, and open up some of the uh, passing game. But, um, yeah, it was a great game. I mean, you kind of uh, sort of had a suspicion that uh, Indy would, would have a decent game. I mean, they've been really playing poorly all season long, and um, I'm actually a Denver fan, so I kind of figured it would happen against the, the Broncos, unfortunately. But uh, that was definitely the case. You know, Andrew Luck looked like uh, – Looked like his last year form, and um, you know, I don't know, if, you know, bringing in a new offensive coordinator and shaking things up kind of uh, brought some life back into him. But yeah, they they really played well and and uh, deserved the win. Now at the end of the game, of course, uh, what a lot of people have been talking about is just the yeah. kind of the meltdown there with uh, Akib Talib poking uh, poking the guy in the eye, which was just really just a boneless or a boneheaded play, um, which really killed them of any shot of winning that thing. So, um, yeah, it was a great game, and it was a, a one-possession game all the way to the end. And, uh, unfortunately, the uh, the Broncos were on the, the losing end of things there. Right, which is unfortunate, but, you know, that happens. So, uh, uh, so I understand we have our another guest, Reggie Slater, on. Is, are you there, Reggie? Uh, yes, I am on. Hey, Reggie. So James is going to be calling in shortly. Um, I'm co-hosting right now. This is Chris, just so you know. 
Um, and uh, I don't know if you remember me. I used to be at Wyoming years ago when yes, you were there. Yes, so we go way you, back. I just saw you uh, was it last winter when I left my hat. You, it was last winter, yeah, my, at, at, at Bailey's. You still have my hat kidnapped. Yeah, you, you still have my Yeah, yeah we hat. still got the hat. Don't worry. It's, it's being well taken care of. So, Reggie, we have Mark <laughs> on. Mark, meet Reggie. Reggie, meet Mark. Hello, hey, Mark. Reggie, how are you doing, man? Fantastic. And uh, so let's talk a little bit about basketball. Um, the co- college basketball is about ready to start. The season's about ready to start. So I'd like to go a- and talk a little bit about the top five teams. So number one, uh, number one team. Last year, all, season, all eyes were on Kentucky. This season, Maryland is ranked number one. Maryland's coach had been on the hot seat. You know, the year before, they, they talk about uh, Maryland had a record of 17 and 15. They were a mess. You know, and this, this season, now they have, like, the most talented and balanced roster. Um, how can their program be able to do that so quickly? You know, Reggie, how do you, how do you think that? Oh, um, I, first I started looking at who's recruiting. Perhaps he had a change-up with his uh, recruiting staff. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the power, power lies in the tongue. And if you can get a good recruiter, a good coach to come, to convince kids to come over, you know, that that's not solely something that Kentucky has. Uh, it can be in other colleges, too. Uh, you know, you look at Wyoming, the college I went to. You know, they had some pretty big-name guys go there, and uh, some of these guys had offers from, you know, pretty other big-name stores, uh, sorry, schools. Um, you know, the power's in the tongue of the recruiters. So, you know, what the first thing I would say is, you know, look at the recruiters and what they're saying to these kids. Great. And Mark? Yeah, indeed. And, and I mean, in college basketball, it only takes, you know, one one or two years to, to really turn things around. I mean, I remember you spoke of Kentucky. I mean, they, I remember they missed the, the tournament altogether a couple of years ago. I mean, they're in the NIT, and they flamed out. Actually, I think they did pretty well in the NIT, but still, I didn't make the big tournament. And then, you know, the following season, they're, you know, winning a national championship or contending for it. So, you know, just uh, it's the nature of the beast in college basketball with uh, just the turnover on on the rosters and and people going, you know, the one and done scenarios. Um, and mm-hmm. I remember their coach when he was at Texas A and M, and he was, I mean, that was a uh, pretty dormant program there at A and M, and he really revitalized that uh, program and moved on to bigger and better things. But uh, yeah, I think Turgeon is the guy, and he's a he's a good coach, and uh, yeah, they had they had some good freshmen in last year that are going to have another year under their belt, and they're bringing in a, a solid recruiting class, so I think they're going to be, uh, obviously, a force to be reckoned with. Great. So, number two ranked is North Carolina. Uh, they have a roster filled with talent and experience, but there's an NCAA investigation hanging over their heads. Can they put it behind them and go the distance? <laughs> I well, uh, I'll take that one. I, I think they can. I mean, um, you know, Roy Williams, he's been through a lot. He's uh, a veteran coach. He's, you know, had uh, numerous different types of teams and, and different scenarios that he's faced over the years. Now, this is a, it's a pretty serious situation there. I mean, they, I, I don't know. Again, it's it's one of those deals where the NCAA is kind of dragging their feet, and, and it'll be interesting to see what actually comes uh, forth as far as the investigation goes. But, man, they're loaded again, and, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's a great team. He's a great coach. And I think if anybody can uh, have them look past a scenario like that, probably Roy Williams is the guy that is, uh, 
you want uh, leading your team. Reggie, Fair what do you think? Well, you know, you, 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 when you talk about North Carolina, you're talking about a team with tradition. You're talking about a team with history. They've been around the block a few times. Um, so, you know, clearly they have good leadership, someone good at the helm. And someone good at the helm is going to to coach or teach or lead their people to not pay attention to the distractions, but to keep their eyes, uh, you know, laser-like focused on the goal. Um, you know, that would be my typical answer to that. That's what champions do. They don't, uh, they don't focus on the deterrence. They focus on the prize. So I wouldn't think that a school with that, uh, type of history would have any type of, uh, you know, problem just saying, look, we can't focus on what might happen, but we can focus on what we can control, which is going out there and playing basketball to the best of our ability. That, that is true. That's true. Okay. So number three on the list is Kentucky. They've hey. lost most of their near-perfect roster, you know, but they picked up the number two recruiting class in America. So with their coach, um, is Kentucky national title threat again? Reggie? Uh, I would think not. Um, very similar to when LeBron James first went to the Miami Heat with uh, Dwayne Wade and everybody thought it was an automatic cinch. It takes a little while to meld or gel uh, the greatest of ingredients together. So it's going to take these guys, um, you know, a time of playing together to get something solidified, I would think. I, you know, there's, I, I, if they're as good as what you're saying, they'll probably make it to the tournament, you know, and, and may go past a few rounds, but I wouldn't anticipate them, you know, putting being champions, especially, you know, you're dealing with kids. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of variables uh, involved. Okay. And Mark, what do you think? Well, I, I you know, I don't know. I, I, I tend to disagree a little bit. I just think that uh, that's just Calipari's forte. That's his calling card, man, is bringing in these young guys. So, again, it's the one and done. Just filled with amazing talent. And uh, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Again, you know, the year they didn't make the tournament, that, that was a uh, year that Reggie's kind of referring to where things just didn't really gel for him. But then, you know, you look back last year and the year before, I mean, they were just, um, uh, you know, I, I think at one point I remember hearing that, you know, they thought Kentucky was the best team of all time. Uh, so he, he has a, uh, an eye for talent, obviously, and just a ridiculous amount of recruiting acumen, and he gets these guys in there, and they're basically NBA-ready uh, playing as college freshmen. And, uh, I mean, anything can happen. I don't necessarily know if they will gel, but I, it's happened before with Kentucky, and I, I could totally see it happening again. Okay. So the number four team is Kansas. You know, they've won the Big 12, Big 12 title 11 years in a row. This year they have a returning roster. Are people expecting too much out of them, Mark? Uh, you know, I wouldn't think so. I mean, again, Kansas, I mean, these <laughs> Blue Blood programs, you know, the Dukes, Kansases, Kentuckys of the world. I mean, they just, every year, they they have uh, a team that can contend for the title. Now, this year, the Big 12 is, is super tough. I mean, they're, you know, Iowa State's very good. Uh, Oklahoma is going to be a good squad. Baylor. Um, and uh, so they're, they're going to have a, a, a pretty good gauntlet to go through in their uh, uh, in-conference season. 
and I think it's going to prepare them for the tournament. And um, you know, Self is a is a great coach again, and and uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to, to see them in the final four as as they often are. True. And Reggie, mm-hmm. what do you think about Kansas being number four and going all the way? I would have to do a little bit more research on their team. I won't lie to you. Um, okay. You know, I'd do a little bit more research on their team. Uh, but you know, they 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 they've certainly done the um, the typical uh, schedule early on. You know, I'm looking at the schedule now. They play uh, uh, North Carolina, uh, North Colorado, uh, Harvard Crimson, Holy Cross. So you know, they're 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 they're, they're uh, have a schedule fit to experiment a little bit. You know, the coach is going to uh, play some teams that perhaps have lesser talent so that allows him the leisure and the ability to experiment with lineups and whatnot for the future games, Oklahoma, Baylor's, Kentucky, uh, and so forth down the road. True, true. Okay, well, hold that thought. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about team number five and a little bit more about college basketball. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is your host, Chris. 
James will be on shortly uh, when we have a chance. But in the meantime, we have really two great guests. We have Reggie Slater. Are you there, Reggie? Yes, ma'am. Feeling the love. Even though love isn't here right now. Oh, feeling the love. You know how it is. And, Mark, <laughs> we, we've had you on this our third week in a row because you always have some really good input. Are you there with us again? I am here. Yes, ma'am. Oh, fantastic. So we've just been talking a little bit about the top five teams. We've gone through the, your guys' opinion on the top four. So the number five team is Virginia. So last year they had the best defense in the country. They're missing some of their defensive weapons. Do you think they can make it happen again this year, Reggie? Again, that's another team that I have to do a little bit more research on. But uh, you're talking about Virginia, and that's, that's uh, tradition. So clearly clear the people that are at the helm, they know what they're doing. Um, I'm going to volley this one over to Mark here. <laughs> oh, my okay. goodness. Thanks for nothing, Reggie. <laughs> 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 no, I, you know, I think Virginia, again, I think defense. I mean, last year, uh, pretty sure they ended up being the number one seed. And um, really, they kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, they, they, they do have a great tradition, as you said. Um, but... I mean, since the uh, you know since the Ralph Sampson days, they've been kind of middling, kind of mid-pack ACC type squad. And I think uh, you know last year they kind of had a breakthrough season. And the, their coach is a this defensive guru, and and uh, you know they just really get up and get in your face, and and they they win ugly. Um, and uh, so yeah, I mean that that formula worked for them last year. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't work again this year. And, uh, you know, they sounds like they got some, some good, uh, recruits coming in to, to, uh, uh, continue what they, what they started last year. So, uh, the only thing is that, I mean, it, it, again, my, my memory doesn't serve me all that great, but, uh, if I recall, I think they kind of got bounced somewhat early in the, in the tournament last year. I think they were the first number one seed to, to bow out. Sometimes, sometimes that, that type of uh, strategy where you're just really kind of a, uh, you know, you're just a totally defensive mind and you don't really have a go-to guy that can score, um, you know, in crunch time, that I think is really crucial in the college game. Just somebody that can, I mean, it sounds very simple, but, but that can score baskets, you know. I mean, um, you, you got to be able to, to do it on the offensive end and, and not just, shut teams down uh, to get super far in the tournament. So it'll be interesting to see what they what they put out there this year. Very mm-hmm. true. Indeed. Indeed. So during our break, uh, Reggie, uh, I hope you don't mind, but you were you brought up something about your son who is being recruited by different teams. How is it, how is it as a father now? I mean, you you did this when you were young. Now, how is it as a father to see your son being recruited by? all these teams uh, to come play basketball? No, football, football. Um, oh, playing football, excuse me, sorry. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Uh, it's, um, it's a whole host of emotions, I won't lie to you, because it's one thing to, and because I usually talk to kids about the transition from you know high school to college or young adult to adult, um, but when you put emotion into the whole factor, because he's my son and I love him and I'm proud of him, it, it it blurs things a little bit. So I mean, I'm super proud of the guy. Uh, there's so much uh, in store for him in the next chapter of his life. Um, but I do have to be um, very wary that it is his life and not a continuation of my life. 
but, you know, uh, I'm super proud of that guy. It's, it's a little bit unnerving because I'm like, okay, what you thinking? What you doing? What about this? Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? You know, and that's kind of micromanaging, and that kind of gets on his nerves. So um, I'm giving this guy his space, but it's, uh, super proud of, uh, of him. It's all right. But, but we know, you know, all, all of us that are adults, parents, you know, we all want to want the best for our kids, and we want to try to guide them in the right way and, you know, warn them about some of the pitfalls that are going to come. I mean, Absolutely. I'm sure that both of you have, have done that with your with your kids. Absolutely. But sometimes sometimes you have to experience it. Sometimes you have to touch that fire to really know how bad it burns. And it's good uh, that uh, uh, kids, people, uh, experience failure or loss uh, because it teaches them the value of what they're doing. True. That's awesome. Very true. Hey, Reggie, I got a question for you. Uh, you know, we kind of talked about it a little bit uh, during break, but, um, you know, the, the coach there at Wyoming, uh, I his last name is, is it Craig Bowl? Is that what it is? Yeah. 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 So he had, you know, just a tremendous amount of success at uh, North Dakota State, I think. I, personally, when he got hired, I thought that was just an absolute home run hire for University of Wyoming. And obviously, uh, and it still may be, this year was just a tough year for them. I mean, what, I don't know if you have a pulse on their program or uh, kind of have an idea of, of uh, you know, where they're going and, and uh, if, he's a, if he's the right coach to, to lead that team back to, to uh, playing well. Well, two things. Um, you know, I actually, you know, I still have ties in Laramie and the surrounding area, and I've talked to some of my friends that live there, and I've asked them, you know, what is the community, what is the city, what is the state thinking about Bowl? And they are very understanding in that they know this is his first year or two, and that it takes time to create something great. And I was very fortunate to sit down with him, and he tell me his vision for what will be. Again, that's part of great leadership. You know, it, you know that most people they have that saying. You know, they have to see it to believe it. True leaders believe it before they see it. He has great vision of what will be and what needs to take place in order to manifest his dream. And uh, the collection, the group of people he has surrounding him in the form of strength coaches, assistant coaches, and whatnot, they uh, echo his train of thought and where he's going. So I think the future is very, very bright. With that saying, uh, with that said, they are going to go through um, a bit of a turbulent time before, um, before the, you know, the good things start happening. However, I think that is natural. Uh, before that butterfly can blossom, it has to go through a cocoon and go through a metaphor, metamorphosis. So this is just a this is just a this is just a time of of, of, of pushing and struggling and and, and 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 melding that determination and that will into what will be. Yeah, I, I, I like I said, I, I thought that he was just a complete home run hire. I mean, with the success he had in North Dakota State and just. Every year, his resume is impressive. So clearly the man knows what he's doing. Again, I had a chance to talk to him a little bit, and he shared his vision with me. He's on the right track, but he has to get the right pieces to make the puzzle complete. And then he's in the process of doing that. 
But Reggie, you know as well as I do, it's hard to recruit to Wyoming. It's hard hard to get kids to really want to come there. It is hard to recruit to Wyoming. So one of the things that they are doing is is uh, 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 taking advantage of um, uh, taking advantage of, of, of some of the upgrades that they're doing within the football, basketball, and school and whatnot. They've got a lot of new things that they have and expansion projects for the football program to make it more comfortable, more alluring, and aesthetically awesome for future prospects coming in. Uh, you know, he's again trying, he's in the process of building a culture and transforming what is into something that's great. And again, he shared some of that stuff with me, and, and it's awing. It is really awing. And there, there's a lot of stuff to look forward to in the future, but it takes a little time uh, to get it done. But how much time do you give somebody to build a program? How much time do you, well, you'd have to, he has to have a good, solid recruiting class. I mean, you could go for the quick fix, right? I I, I would argue he he could go JUCO and get a couple of talented guys, but he doesn't quite know about their character. You know, you'd have talent, but you'd have questionable character. Or you can plant a seed of recruiting and, you know, because as as a business owner, first thing I, first thing I look for is character, you know. And I think that's what he's doing. He's trying to get guys that are going to be there for four years, maybe five years if they redshirt, and have them um, grow and be mentors to the next group, the next generation that's coming through. But that takes a little time. So, you know, a couple of years, at least a couple, two, three years, at least, at least, I would think it would take Mark, for that Mark Cohen, would you, th- would you say? Would you yeah, give you someone know, a new coach? I agree completely with Reg, and I think um, – yeah, my alma mater, the University of Texas, is going through the same thing with Charlie Strong as their coach. And uh, it's, you know, every situation is different. I mean, in, in Texas's situation, I mean, the cupboard was was very bare as far as talent goes. We had uh, Mr. Upperclassman really were, um, it was just a really bad couple of classes that, uh, that preceded Strong going in and, Everybody wants a quick fix. Everybody wants instant gratification, and and, and it happens sometimes. I mean, you look at uh, Jim Harbaugh and in, in uh, at Michigan. I mean, Urban Meyer when he went to Ohio State. I mean, that guy just I don't know. He reeled off like twenty conference wins in a row. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't always work out that way. And um, sometimes it does take patience. It takes uh, uh, patience from the alumni and 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 from the the players themselves and and. I, I really think you got to give a, a coach at least three or four years to get their own players in and, and uh, you know, they, they develop their system and uh, change the culture. I mean, the culture at Texas is, is pretty awful. Taylor to Max, Mike Brown's tenure, and, um, you know, Charlie came through and, and did some sweeping changes. He, you know, booted, like, 15 players off the team and, and – I mean that's just a depletion of talent right there, and so uh, he he had a great recruiting class the first first go around, and uh, you know I'm hoping that uh, the, the the you know we're going to see results here in the next couple of years, but yeah, that's a tough situation to to, to take over a, a a program like that and and try to get your um, 
you know, again, change the culture and, and uh, uh, win instantly, and it doesn't always happen that way. Very true. Well, guys, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk one more thing about the NCAA. I don't know if you've heard, but there's, the NCAA is being sued by this seven foot six freshman down in Central Florida. Uh, hmm. And I just want to talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to talk about the NBA. So we'll be right back. Huh? Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is your host, Chris. James will be hopefully coming on sometime before the show ends. If not, I'm still with you. So we have your guest, our guest today. We have Reggie Slater. You still with us, Reggie? Feeling the love. Oh, feeling the love. Always that love. And Mark, are you there also? I am here. Yes, ma'am. Oh, great. I, I, I always love having you on, Mark, because you always have some really good insight that always opens up other people to, to think like, wow, I didn't think about that. So it's always good to have you on. Awesome. So before yeah. we start talking about the NBA, I want to talk about one more thing in, that's kind of going on in the NCAA. Uh, there's this seven foot six freshman at Central Florida who 
basically has been here. He, he came from Senegal. Um, he's been here in the U.S. for two years. Uh, he actually landed somewhere at a preparatory school in Florida. Uh, and so now he's, he's at Central Florida, and the NCAA is saying, nope, they're not going to let him play. Uh, it has to do with the high school that he was at um, is under evaluation uh, for two academic cycles uh, due to some issues that the school had been having. Um, and they're saying that they're only going to accept seven and a half of his core credits from high school uh, so that he basically can't, can't play in the NCAA. Uh, so this, this, uh, this kid, his name is Tackle Fall, he's still in the NCAA. Um, hmm. what, 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 what do you think are his chances? What do you think that uh, he, he should, or sh- you know, should be doing it or, or should be backing off and just accept it? Reggie, what do you think? Well, they're called student athletes for a reason. Uh, and, you know, I'm really big on that academic side of this deal. You don't want a kid going into a, a, a gunfight with a knife. Uh, he has to be academically prepared with whatever core classes are necessary in order for him to succeed. If he, um, you know, should he go to college and succeed and have a great career, the short, the shelf life for, um, you know, colleges. That's a flash in the pain. That's four years. And the, the average uh, shelf life of professional athletes, if he was blessed to do so, is not very long either. So it's very important that you need to make uh, that any kid has his academic foundation in order. So in this instance, I'm, a, I'm going to say that, you know, it's in his best interest that he gets credible credits uh, through so that he's prepared to take his classes and whatnot once he gets to college. Because if he gets to college and he, he you know, he starts tackling issues and subjects that are too difficult for him, that puts him at a disadvantage right away. So that's yeah, true. I agree, I, that's I agree true. with Reggie. Yep. Um, the the only thing that uh, it, it's and I I will be uh, full disclosure here. I had not heard of this uh, prior to about. Uh, 30 seconds ago, so this is my first case of this. But, um, Chris, are you saying that there is an investigation into the school itself? The high school, they yes. They were, uh, you know, just having, I guess, giving giving out credits that weren't earned? Is that what the... Supposedly, that's or? that's what they're that's what they're claiming that that they they're just under an investigation towards this high school in general um, that they're not that 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 the, the school. Uh, yes, was was giving grades away that were wow. not earned. Yeah. Now, now this, this kid really apparently apparently he, you know he's 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 an engineering major in college. Um, he's taken you know he's he's done his his calculus. He's done he's done physics. He's done cal- or, or, um, chemistry. You know he's taken all these in high school, um, and he's supposed to be just very bright. But wow. Because of the school that he was at and the NCAA, they're not going to let. It, they don't want him to play. They won't allow him to play. And yeah, seven foot six—that's that's a big boy. Yeah, seven foot. Well, you know, it just seems like to me sometimes the NCAA gets involved above and beyond what their scope should be. And uh, you know, I know they're trying to create a uh, an environment where. The rules have to be abided by and everything else, but it just seems like sometimes common sense is 
ship shoved out the door when that when the NCAA is involved. It's just kids, you know, a bright dude who's, you know, if his test scores are high and all that stuff, and he's you know kind of the victim of this school, um, and nothing that was his own personal fault. And you would you would hope that they would grant a waiver to him and let him continue to play and continue to pursue his education. Um, it sounds like that might be the case. So I think that's uh, it's highly unfortunate, but it's not at all surprising the way the NCAA operates. True. Very true. So, guys, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the NBA. So, um, I read somewhere that Kobe Bryant has hinted to his head coach, Byron Scott, that this could be his final season. Do you think it's time for Kobe to retire, Mark? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a short answer. <laughs> I do, man. You know, it's always painful to see the, the legends of the game as a finish off their career and uh, in that type of fashion. I mean, you know, the Michael Jordan, Washington Wizards, and, and, and Kobe, man, he just, he's been such a great, great player for almost, what, 20 years now and um, so competitive and, and it's just so frustrating to, to watch him get out there and not be able to, to do, uh, you know, I'm sure his mind is as is, is sharp as ever, but, you know, his body just is... Uh, you know, obviously, you play that long, your body's going to give out on you a bit, and um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it is time for him to to hang him up. I can't imagine, you know, the way the things have gone this season. Uh, and you know, they're a young team; they've got they've got some talent. They they could uh, develop, but uh, I can't imagine the scenario where, where he comes back next year. I mean, it just seems like. This has kind of been the year that he's been shooting for as far as his uh, his last hurrah. And uh, I'd be shocked if he came back uh, next year. True. <laughs> Reggie, what do you think? I'm going to echo some of the stuff that Mark said. I mean, you, you hate to see the guys that were so great in the game. You want to keep a certain image of them. And in this form that Kobe is right now is a shadow of what once was. A fantastic player, fantastic competitor. Uh, when Mark alluded to the mind, I mean, uh, I, I love, there's a great quote by Will Smith who said that successful people are delusional because they will continue to believe things when anybody and everybody else does not. And in Kobe's mind, he still has a little bit of that delusion, perhaps, that he is, you know, his legs can be rejuvenated to when he was 30 or 25. Uh, with that being said, I think after the games, you know, when the pain and the aches and whatnot start to hit you, um, you know, he has he has to see which is going to win out, his mind or his body. Uh, so I, I would agree with Mark that, you know, from a personal player standpoint, you're going to tell yourself it's time to end it. From a fan's perspective, it, people want to remember him when he was scoring 81 points, not when he was limited to 11 or 12 minutes a game. You know, that's not what they want to see. So basically what you're saying is is when a player, you know, not just Kobe, but any player in general, when they become more of a hindrance to a team rather than helping the team, it's time to hang it up, right? Personal decision. Uh, I mean, I think he brings, I'm certain he brings a lot of knowledge to the game. True. He's been through so many scenarios, but... I don't think he brings a lot to the table now to a winning team. True. 
Yeah, and, and is that because you know, of how much he makes, or is that because they, you know, they're they're they can only pay so much for other people, or is it? Uh, well, he's not bringing a lot to the table because he doesn't have a lot left in the tank. <laughs> right. He might have a Ferrari, uh, but he doesn't have any gas or two. There's no fuel there. Yeah. Um, and yeah. again, they, you know, they've got a lot of good young players on that team, and I know when Kobe signed his. Uh, that mega contract a couple of years ago when he was clearly on the downturn in his career, you know, there's a lot of people calling him selfish and, and, uh, I mean, obviously you, you're going to take what you can get and, and they offer it. So you're, you're going to take the money. I mean, sure. I don't, uh, I don't blame him one bit for, for signing that contract, but it has, uh, it has crippled them a little bit as far as being able to pick up players and, and just, uh, the talent on their roster has been depleted, I think, as a result of, of him signing that yeah. major contract at this late stage in his career. Yeah, that's yep. true. So since we're picking on players, I, ha- I read another, another article where they're ranking, ranking the best small forwards. Um, you know a little bit about this, Reg. So uh, one thing that caught my attention was this quote. One of the reasons Carmelo Anthony's teams function better with him at power forward is that the less you make him move on defense, the better he performs. How, how accurate do you think this quote is? That's funny. I knew you'd like that. <laughs> well, you know, I don't. And when we talk about uh, talented players, uh, and you mentioned Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James, and some of these other guys of that tier, Russell, Russell Westbrook, and so on and so forth. You know Russell Westbrook is going to attack you defensively as well as offensively. Mm-hmm. You know LeBron can fly out anywhere, block a shot, and do things uh, defensively, and as well as take care of the game. Has anybody ever, in the same breath, said that uh, Carmelo was a great defensive player as well as offensive player? Never. No. <laughs> Not that I can recall. <laughs> That's why I was laughing at that. So, I mean, what you say has validity, certainly. <laughs> yeah. Mark, do you have anything to add on that? No, I agree with Reggie. I mean, Carmelo, is, um, he's been a great scorer in the league for, God, what's it been? 2005, wow. what, 10, 12 years, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Old. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, he just, he doesn't, you know, again, like, like Reggie was stating, I mean, you look at a guy like you know, Westbrook and, 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 of course, LeBron, and those guys are just, I mean, they're after it, they're hungry, they're, they're playing both ends, they're just, you know, they're leading their team, they're obviously the, the, the leaders and the, the alpha dogs, and they're um, leading by example and, and uh, playing hard throughout the entire game, and it seems like, uh, I mean, and I, I don't know, just for sure, but it just seems like Carmel is more interested in in scoring and uh, um, and as opposed to winning winning games. But um, that's always been a knock on him. And uh, you know they've they've been pretty mediocre here for the past uh, several years. I think you know the NBA is a better, more watchable deal when the when the uh, when the Knicks are good. Um, and uh, I think they're they're going to be a little bit better this year, but they're they're not going to be winning championships anytime soon, unfortunately. No, 
No. Very true. No. All right, guys, we're going to take our last break. When we come back, i got a few more questions to ask you about the NBA. So we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is your host, Chris. So I guess James wasn't able to catch up with us today, but that's okay. We're going to make it work. So, Reggie, um, it's always good to have you on. It's been a long time since I've really got a chance to talk to you, but, you know, you always you always have so much to throw into this on, on the show. And, and even back before I was hosting, I love listening to you on the show. So thank you for coming on. I appreciate and, the opportunity to speak and talk to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And, Mark, you know, this we've done it three weeks in a row. Hey, we may do it four weeks in a row. You know, you've, you just always... <laughs> always make make the, the, the show just that much more. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. So, all right. Let's talk a little bit about Andre Drummond. You know, he's with the, uh, the at Detroit Pistons. Basically, he's had uh, at least, 20, uh, at least uh, 20, 20 points, 20 rebounds in half of the Pistons' first six games. The last two players that had that, had that many 20-20 games within a team's first six games are Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Wilt Chamberlain. Is Andre Drummond that good, Mark? That's pretty good company right there, I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's good. He's definitely good. I mean, uh, his, uh, his stats are no joke. And, um, yeah, he's been kind of an up-and-coming guy, and, and he seems to be peaking uh, to start off this season. I mean, that's, uh, you, you know, you don't just show up and uh, – Get twenty and twenty, obviously. So yeah, he's a he's a, a hard nosed player, and he's uh, obviously uh, uh, one of the one of the better NBA guys uh, 
as far as uh, getting the getting the points and rebound. Pretty impressive start. And Reggie. And, yeah, man, impressive indeed. I mean, he's doing some incredible things, and um, you know, he's going to fool around and be one of those uh, 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 household names if he keeps doing stuff like that. You know, twenty-five points, twenty-nine rebounds, uh, so on and so forth. I mean, come on, man, that's whew. <laughs> that's awing. That's that's pretty darn, darn awesome. Won't lie to you. Yeah, that, that's that's very true. He's I, I I watched the game the other night uh, between them and Golden State Warriors, and you know, Golden State Warriors is good, but it, Andre Drummond I, they they held him back a little bit, but he's still he, he's 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 someone to watch. He is definitely somebody to watch. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so only his third year. I mean, that's yeah. uh, he's a young guy. He's a mm-hmm. young guy with a tremendous upswing. Uh, if I remember those contracts correctly, the first three years are what are uh, guaranteed, um, and then after that, he can become a restricted or unrestricted free agent, depending upon you know, how they yeah. have the CBA right now. So, I mean, he is a—he's a guy that chose to peak at the right time. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah. If—if if this is his peak, who knows? I mean, seven, yep. I know we're only seven games in, but my gosh, twenty and twenty averaging. Are you serious? Yep. <laughs> Are you serious? Six foot eleven? But but you've watched him. I mean, he's 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 the he's the real deal. Yeah, you can't help but watch him because even if you don't watch the games, you're gonna watch ESPN in the morning and they look at highlights. You That's know, true. and uh, he's out there doing it. Mm-hmm. He's out there doing it. Hey Reggie, I, I had a question for you. Sorry to kind of uh, change course here, but we were talking about. Kobe and, and the wear and tear kind of towards the end of his career, um, the NBA grind. And I just kind of wanted to get your take on that whole grind and, and kind of when you started feeling if it was something that you were just, you know, every game you're, you know, after the games you were sore or if, if when you were younger, if it was something that you didn't really feel as much. Um, kind of, I'd love to have you take me through that and, and, and kind of get your perspective since you, you know, played in the NBA and everything? Well, I think, you know, when you're young, clearly youth is the best thing ever. You know, the youth is wasted on the young. In the 20s, you know, you just go out there, you, you stretch a little bit, and, and you go out and play. In 30s, you know, very typically, you know, you need to take a little bit better care of your body than you were in your 20s. You know, stretching more and whatnot. But the thing that impressed me about Kobe, I think about Kobe in particular, is I was playing in the NBA when he was in his 20s. And at a minimum, you would have to get to the game, I believe, two and a half hours prior to tip-off to warm up and, and tape and, and all that type of thing. So I always made sure I was on the early bus. Um, we, you know, played or, you know, I got there plenty early to do whatever I had to do to prepare for the contest. And, you know, it wasn't as if I was going to be playing 30 or 40 minutes a game. I was going to be more, you know, I was a role player. So they put me in as needed. So I might not play at all or I might play 10, 15 minutes. You don't know. But consistently, every time we played the Lakers, Kobe would be out there three to four hours prior to the game. Intense. I mean, intense preparation for the game. So intense and sweating so much and so much, you know, his his pregame workout so vigorous, I thought surely this guy isn't going to be playing 30 to 40 minutes. There's no way. There's no way he has that much energy. But sure enough, (laughs) 
You know, wow. he'd, go out, he'd be out there catching you know, alley-oop dunks, shooting uh, a gazillion 15-footers, a gazillion three-pointers, a, a gazillion pump fake, one dribble, a pump fake, two dribbles. And, you know, he'd go inside and do whatever he has to do and then uh, then go out there and, and play and, and make the game look darn easy. I won't lie to you. Wow. There's only a few players that I've played against in, in my era of playing, you know, in the 90s and the early 2000s that made the game that easy. Uh, you know, Jordan was one of them. Um, and Kobe certainly was too, because he immersed himself into, I mean, he almost sold his soul to his vocation. That's all he was doing. Uh, but, uh, you know, with that being said, time waits for no one. And, you know, as you get older, the, the, the tires get a lot, lot less tread on them. You know, you can't do that stuff and you can't attack the game uh, the same as you did when you were 25, when you're 35 or 37, I think, in, in this case with Kobe. I think that's how old he is. Um, but, but, but yeah, he, man, I tell you, that guy has a lot of miles on him. But his basketball oh, yeah. is super high. And, oh, yeah. You know, so funny. I, you know, guys when we play, and when I was on the court with them, you know, they talk here and there and so on and so forth. And not all of it was trash talk. The truly good players could anticipate where the play was going prior to it going. It was, you know, really amazing to hear and see sometimes, you know. Uh, George did it all the time. Uh, He knew where guys were going. Uh, When I played with Kevin Garnett in Minnesota, he studied. He studied like a, gosh, like a a, a guy that, uh, like an academic fiend. You know, he played against Dirk Nowinski. He knew he liked to go right, two dribbles, pump fake. In the third quarter, he liked to do this, do that. I mean, he is that against any player that he played against. Because, you know, you have wow. to pass the game mentally, not just physically. And Kobe was like that as well. You can just hear him talking. You know, he's a smart right. player. Uh, feeling people out. If you ever watch any of these games with the great scores, Bryant or Kobe, um, look at the games and watch how few points Jordan uh, or Kobe uh, score in the first and second quarter. Why? They're just feeling out the temperature. They know where they're going right. to score. They're trying to get everybody else involved. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? And when guys were able to do that and shut their guys down defensively, those are special players. Uh, That's yeah. LeBron does it right now. You know, when, right. you look at, when you look at the kid from uh, uh, Golden State, Stephon, he's just, now he's just such a, a peculiar entity because he's, a, he's stuck on video game mode. He does things that you only see on video games. <laughs> yeah, Curry, Curry's he, he's he's fun to watch. Oh he's my god, watch. he's really exciting. But some of the things that he does, it's like I'm like, man, it's, <laughs> it's like a video game. And matter no, of fact, his, 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 his three-point shoot, shooting is is on point. I know. You know, one of the best shooters Chris that I've ever played with is Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. He played with, at Denver with. And I remember he and Dell Ellis, and I'm telling how old I am, I played with those guys, and these guys had a shooting contest, and it'd be forever. And these guys were phenomenal. Now, I was recently, uh, he and I were texting back and forth, talking to him, and he is a great admirer of Steph Curry. And that's something. So, you know, I can only imagine how much time Steph is putting into this craft, because I remember my mood. I mean, he'd be in the gym, gosh, forever. You know, hell, I think he still does. I'm like, dude, you're like 50 years old. Why are you in the gym so much? <laughs> Sometimes you just never give it up, yeah, and that's good. Uh, yeah, it's, that's good. yeah, it's just a habit. Yep. It's just a habit. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, yeah. Uh, we have to wrap this up, but it's been another great show. 
Reggie, one of these days you might get that hat back. You know, you might get it back, <laughs> might not, but you know, you, you might have to do do a lot of of you know something to try to get it back. I don't know what, but you know, we'll, we'll see what we can it. do. Thank I'll you, work on um, it. and it's, it's great to talk to you as always. And Mark, you know, hey, don't be surprised if we get a call next week and you're back on again. And here we are. So sounds great. It's Chris. been a great it's week. Fun. I really enjoy it. Perfect. Great. Thank you, you very much. It's been a great week. Though, Thank you for, for sure. listening. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 